Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, howdy there, folks. Holy smokes, this ain't no joke. Welcome into Millennial Money. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh my goodness, do we have a lot to talk about, okay? We got new cryptos we're buying. We got to talk about that. We got new stocks we're buying. We got to talk about that. The state of the market has been crazy. We got to talk about that. Elon Musk coming out against Bitcoin recently and Bitcoin mining. We got to talk about that. We got, uh, oh my gosh, so much going on. We got Meet Kevin just announced he's running for, for governor of California. Like, I don't even know where to start, guys. We have so mm-hmm. much going on. And just before I got on this, I was watching videos about UFOs. And so my mind might not be in the best place at the moment. <laughs> Jeremy, your mind right now is in the moon. It's <laughs> like some of these cryptos we're about to talk about today. <laughs> My oh my goodness, guys. We got so much going on. And Kevin, uh, we got to start out with you real quick here. Oh, no. Were you just on Fox Business or or what happened? Yeah, man. It's uh it's intense. Like I I've still a little like jittery. It's like the first time I've ever been on cuz you know, we watch CNBC regularly on the channel or even flip over to Fox News and you know the guy in the buy the dip video, he's a Fox Business host and and uh yeah, I was on Kennedy 5:15 p.m., you know, less than an hour ago and Wow, I'm still a little like I feel like I just got off like the coolest roller coaster ever. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. They reached huh? out to you. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're they're like, hey, you know, we read your plan and and uh, we want to talk to you. We got a little segment that we're doing about Newsom and and uh, we we want you on to talk about your. Can you plan. give us a sneak peek of like what what they asked? What did you say? Oh yeah, yeah, no, it was it was public. I could probably, I mean, like. Um, Gosh, I mean, the first thing is they love the future schools idea. She actually gave a really good summary of it. Like, I was impressed. They knew my plan, and they presented my plan in in one regard. Like, the future schools, their intro, their summary was better than my summary. (laughs) Like, it was good. It was really positive. So they loved the idea of combining – community college, trade schools, uh, financial education, and high school. That's my future school's idea. They love that. They love the idea of legalizing gambling in California. Love the idea of more construction and less government in the way of, of stopping construction, dealing with homelessness, and, and declaring a state of emergency. So they were really, really nice. I'm, I'm like, oh, man, going on Fox, I, I don't know. What are they going to grill me about, you know? But it was really, really nice. That's awesome, Kevin. Kevin. I saw your video, by the way, about the uh, the heater in the attic in Ventura. That's nuts. It's insane. It's literally impossible to do stuff legally because COVID has, you know, we talk about supply chain issues and inflation. And these people are so backed up with plans and permits and it's not their fault. It's just the, the, the amount of checks and baskets and different department for this and that, all this crap has to go through. It's dumb. You know, they license engineers in California for an engineer to put together basically a draft so the city can approve it. Like, what was the point of licensing them? That ah, It can't be as bad as weenie babies and being censored for that. Dude, I can't believe that my announcement post got deleted. 
That's crazy. The most likes I've ever had for, for basically implying, pretty much saying, but the sentence was in a different spot, saying that Gavin Newsom was a weenie baby. And it's, it's just, oh, man. It, but you also what, said, what you happened? also said, beat Gavin Newsom. I know. Which, I which know. if you take that <laughs> literally, might be construed as bullying. You know, it's true. Like, depending it's on the context really good of point. beating. But so, I, and I wonder, like, I was thinking about this a lot. If this was algorithmic, hey, why wait, did wait, it wait, take wait, 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 wait. A lot of us aren't in the loop. So what are we even talking about, guys? Oh, Not everybody yeah. knows what. I don't even know what we're talking about right now. What, what is going Good on point. here? All right. So I'll pull it up here. So I post it because I still have the same post on Facebook. Uh, let's see here. So if I put, I got to push some buttons here. I have no idea what I'm doing. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can let's you see, see that or is that there too small? Go. That's probably yeah, too we're small. Good, we're good. No, good? it's perfect. See it. Okay, okay. It's official. I'm not effing leaving. I'm running instead. We must beat Gavin Newsom. The full 20 part plan includes emergency action to solve homelessness, housing, transportation, schooling, and more. We need a non weenie baby in office. Support the campaign slash donate uh, at meetkevin.com. And so, Graham, you're saying maybe because I said beat Gavin Newsom, it triggered something, right? Correct. Okay. And so I thought, and I, I like okay maybe but one of the things i noticed is this was up for 24 hours before because i posted the facebook one later afterwards and that's why i think they're unlinked and that's why this one didn't get banned mm -hmm. yet but anyway i think if an algorithm flagged it it would have probably gotten flagged way earlier than 24 hours later i think probably. and this conveniently getting removed like start of the day it's like oh top of the email gotta deal with this report it just feels like a human removal uh, and, and personally, I think it's because of the it's calling him a non weenie baby because they, they called it harassment and bullying. And I'm like, what? It was the most liked post I've ever had on my channel. And look, may, maybe, maybe it was an algorithm, but, but let's just say, or let's make it known that YouTube, TikTok, and Netflix, they all donated to Newsom. They all do donated like $250,000, $300,000 for his run in 2020, which, okay, it's a lot of money you know, for our perspectives to donate to a campaign, but these are big companies. Okay. Not that big of a deal. Facebook, which owns Instagram, which Jeremy invests in, <laughs> uh, donated $27 million to Newsom. Mark Zuckerberg threw on a t another $3 million. So you got about $31.5 million that got donated from Facebook to Newsom. The day I like literally within 24 hours of me announcing my, my run on Instagram, they, remove the post it's interesting that's all uh, i have to say <laughs> how do you how do you fight against that like 30 million dollars these are unimaginably big numbers for us how i know that with yeah. youtube we have a lot more reach you can definitely stretch the dollar farther you're yeah, not going to yeah. buy a five million or one million dollar bear what was it <laughs> yeah you have a five million dollar bear $5 million yeah bear. <laughs> yeah you know it, it's a problem i mean but look at it this way meg whitman uh, former uh, CEO of Hewlett Packard, she spent $122 million to, to run uh, and lost. So it's wow. not about money. And, and one of the things I yeah. find or found is these people suck at spending money. They don't understand. Like, like, oh, they, they talk in billions of dollars all day long. It's like, oh, five million for a grizzly bear. No problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, people have donated 50 grand so far. Like I, I could rent a bus for six months and we could do bus tour, you know, like, uh, like right. there's so much we can do with that. Can, I, uh, well, Kevin, this, 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 sound, this might sound stupid. What no, do you need the money for? I don't understand it. Yeah. Wow. I, well, it, look, 
it's it's and this it's totally not a stupid question because people are asking that like Kevin, don't you have enough money to fund your own campaign? Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Because when your competitors are spending, this guy spent five million dollars on one TV commercial. I don't have five million dollars liquid. <laughs> okay, uh, and so even if I liquidate, I sold all of my houses and I sold all of my stocks. I'm still gonna have. You know, okay, so say I got, I don't know, uh, you know, after fees and the money I'd have to put aside for taxes because all the gains I'd expose myself to. I don't know. Even if there was $20 million around, I'd still have a third. I'd, I'd literally eradicate everything I've built over the last 10 years. And I would only have a third of the money that these companies are getting from, from or these campaigns are getting from one company. Yeah, Facebook don't need $30 million. Money, but for what? Like, what are the, what does the money go to? Yes. Advertising. So, uh, the money, exactly. The money goes into uh, a, 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 a lawyer's account uh, that does campaign finance. And then that money can be, it's really, really strict, the regular, like I cannot accept crypto donations because they can't track it well enough. Wow. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind because there's the blockchain, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it's another California problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll change that. <laughs> Bitcoin, Bitcoin and Dogecoin for donations coming soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the money goes to, uh, the outreach that I can't get to with with my means, which is door knocking campaigns, phone banks, TV commercials, radio advertising, billboards. I don't have the money to do all of that. It's yeah. it's extremely expensive to run a campaign. Doesn't isn't that old school? I feel like now all you need is like a good Facebook ad, some YouTube <laughs> ads. Couldn't you target YouTube ads? Like honestly, with, sure. Let's say three hundred thousand dollars in YouTube ads. Well, sure, but you spent $300,000 on YouTube ads. YouTube gave Gavin Newsom $300,000 of free ads. <laughs> you see mm. what I'm saying? Like what you're up against? So so yeah. you, you blow 300K of your own budget. You're just trying to match. You know? So really what it is, is to win, you have to pull a, uh, and I'm going to go with both sides of the spectrum here, okay? Uh, you have to pull a Donald Trump and AOC, okay? AOC, super far left. Donald Trump is obviously seen more obviously clearly on the right. Uh, and and uh, these are grassroots style movements where the people get pissed. They get pissed about the way things currently are. And, and you get more press attention because people are pissed. They want to hear about solutions and they want to see people working towards solutions. And then that's what they support. And no amount of advertising is going to take that vote away. But that also takes time and effort. And it's it's not easy to even do that. Not to mention, like you said, not everybody who lives in California is going to be online, on Facebook, on YouTube. So you need to reach those different mediums. Bingo. The it's door knocking. It's campaigns. It's, it's <laughs> sure, rallies. Yeah. It's everything. I, I mean, I, I would love... To take my to take my you know sticks live stream I call you know the open and close live streams on the road and and we're just we just we're just on a bus and, and you know we're hitting towns up and down California and, and actually integrating with the community I think that's a great great way to stretch money compared to just like meet Gavin Newsom he's a pretty boy or whatever <laughs> which is one of the ads that this this uh, other Republican contender did like people they don't know how to make money go far. Uh, and so mm -hmm. that's one of the things I'm promising is we're going to be 100% transparent as the campaign. We're going to start doing like a, a potentially, I'm, I'm really pushing for this. We might need to hire more people, but uh, I want to do a daily vlog, a daily vlog of this is what it's like to, to run a campaign. This is the crap we're dealing with. Like literally the day we announced the campaign, four people start stalking my house, circling my house, 
with video cameras uh, and no then they start way. reporting me to the city for like, oh, well, they added an air conditioner without a permit. Wait, what? Yeah, Wait, no, I'm serious. No yeah, people are like, people are showing up Wait. out of random places, standing on the sidewalk, taking pictures. It's, uh, it, and, and some of them are do? Do? Huh? Go ahead. Jerry, uh, Who are Graham. these people? Have you talked to any one of them and, and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, where'd you find out about this? Actually, that's it's one of the things I talked to the guys today about. I'm like, okay, next time we're working here, I'm going to, because there, there's an alley, I'm going to put a, a, some garbage cans in the alley to block traffic so that the next time somebody drives, turns this corner, they get stuck and then it's confronting my stalker. Uh, but I like oh, I seriously, right. I want to know who this jerk is. That, that you know, the, it's multiple of them, dude. How do we know they're not fans? How do we huh? know they're not just like they want to support you? They want to like you know get Be, a little... because like one of them drives by uh, with his window down, with like this angry, grumpy look, kind of on, driving this way, and he's got his camera like this, and he's just like this, leering. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he just keeps his face. <laughs> <laughs> like it's you, weird. You might want to get security. You, ah. you might now see no. it like if, if, if today you had four people, you may as well hire a 24 hour security guard at this point. Yeah, I was just thinking that. That's Kevin, weird. That, that's the problem with politics, man. You're opening yourself up to a lot of that situation, which is scary. But also, now every single thing you have ever said, there's going to be people yeah. going through every single video you've ever put out and trying to. I make need the watch time. Bad. Dude, you should look at Polygram and just stream everything 24-7. Monetize the whole thing, just the entire journey, 24-7 live stream. Look, yeah. anybody, anyone could probably spend half a day on my channel and stitch together some stupid stuff uh, <laughs> because I'm pretty silly. Uh, and that's just what it is. Uh, and yeah. so when it comes... We're gonna just do reaction videos to him. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. He's gonna take the YouTube approach to this. Yeah, just monetize it. The infinite monetization. Of but seriously, Kevin, you might want to hire a security guard to be out front in like a blacked out SUV and just have two guys there or have them rotate out, you know, Jeez, eight hour man. shifts three times a Are you serious? A, I'm serious. Uh, yeah, because if you're actually getting people like upset and like right now it's all fun and games and i agree with a lot of the things that you say but yeah. all it takes is one crazy person who's like i don't want gambling gambling <laughs> is bad and then they and then they get upset like that's oh. all it takes you're like they're against legalization of uh you know smoking stuff i don't that's like true. smoke that's bad kevin is bad and it's just they're you know they're, they're maybe not in the right headspace and you never know and I'm sure at 99.9 bajillion percent, they're harmless. And even if they disagree, it's like, eh, maybe they write a Facebook post. But you get that one. There's always that one in 10 million that's just going to take things too far and ruin it for everybody else. Do you else. think there's a chance that your competitor hired somebody to just stalk you 24-7? It's just like, hey, go find dirt on this dude 24-7. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. possible. Uh, the One of the things I'm like – how many bugs have already been planted? <laughs> you oh, know? God. How, many, how many cable guys have come by? So, so right. our thing is, is just, well, we're just oh. going to daily vlog our plans and what we're doing and po the content we talk about, we're going to post same day. Uh, and, and our strategy is going to be so transparent. It's like, Oh, we, we spy on me, Kevin. It's like, really? So does everyone else on YouTube. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a good yeah. one. Okay. It, 
Yeah, there's definitely they're going to try to dig up everything, man, and, and try to find oh. anything on you, on your family. It's just politics is the ugliest space. I mean, you know, it gets ugly in the stock market with short sellers and, and things like that. You know, they've done a lot of things, you know, against me over time. And, and I, you know, politics is a whole other realm, man. That's just, that's yeah. crazy. Anyways, we, we can't spend the whole episode oh, talking about this. Now. All, all right. All thanks, just... Jeremy, for moderating. I, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is nut stuff, man. But anyways, so I know the people want us to talk about, you know, cryptos, Elon Musk, the stock market, all these things. So, okay. So Andre. Here we go. Yeah. Bitcoin. I mean, Elon <laughs> Musk drops a bombshell this past week, you know, around Bitcoin mining and how much coal is being used for Bitcoin mining and how it is not good for the environment. And that was just, you know, like like the, you know, like now at this point, how do you get out of that if you are Bitcoin? And the funny thing is Bitcoin's not like a company, so it can't fight back. Like now that you're labeled as bad for the environment, you're just, you know, taking up all this coal and producing worse environment for us. Like, like, how do you fight back? Sure, sure. Well, a couple of things. First, I have something way less exciting than Kevin is, and I'm not running for governor or anything, but uh, uh, I am going to do a podcast with Russell Brand tomorrow. So I kind of wanted to uh, wow. talk to you guys. That's yeah, freaking epic, man. Yeah. I've seen him on YouTube and I'm like, that is an honor, man. Yes. That is so yeah. cool. I, I, is can't, so I used to watch him when I, I was like a kid. Yeah, like, I mean, he's he's the best. He's awesome. Yeah, but Graham and I, we just saw his bust at Disney, uh, Jack Sparrow, no while we were on the pirate ride. <laughs> oh, Russell Graham doesn't Brand? remember. No, that's not Russell Brand. <laughs> it's not? No. Oh, Johnny Depp. Wait, who's Johnny who's Depp. Jack Sparrow then? <laughs> Johnny Depp. Oh, gosh. Oh, Russell, Russell really? Red. I, I can't do the accent. Oh, he was, uh, no, no, no. So I know who he is because I watch his channel. I, I watch his channel. Uh, yeah. But because he's got, he's got the, the, uh, yeah. the accent from the United Kingdom. Yeah. 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 But, uh, oh, my gosh. I'm such an idiot. I totally <laughs> thought. He was like, I literally thought that too. Like, I feel so embarrassed. But uh, we were sitting in the in the little boat, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, he he's a YouTuber now too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is gonna be what used a again in your campaign. I want to be in the haunted mansion. I want to be one of those ghosts in the haunted mansion. Like, you know, save more money <laughs> one day. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm I'm take go ahead. Go ahead. Dude, now now Newsom is gonna have more dirt on you now. He's like, exactly, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gone. He doesn't even know his actors. <laughs> uh, no, that's true. I'm, I'm, bad, I'm bad at that. I want to I want to poke holes at Bitcoin in this podcast and see how do we convince our friends to get into Bitcoin? Wait, I hear some feedback. Is that I hear my voice? Graham. <laughs> I automatically assume it's Graham. If anything goes wrong, I automatically assume it's Graham. 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 Yeah. I'm just trying to convince my friends. How do I convince a friend who's not into Bitcoin to get into Bitcoin? And then how do I dissuade someone from getting into Bitcoin? Because I, I don't know his stance. I think he's still trying to figure it out. And so he's a little bit, uh, con uh, what is it, confrontational, I suppose. So we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of terrified of it. But yeah, no, Jeremy, what you were saying. So, so the whole thing with the energy. Uh, so first of all, 74% of Bitcoin's energy comes from renewables. And the thing about Bitcoin miners is they go where energy is cheapest, right? So, so if we migrate to green energy, green renewable energy at some point, 
electricity, solar, hydro, that's going to be cheaper. So it makes sense that the Bitcoin miners are going to go where energy is cheapest, right? Because they want to keep more profits for themselves. So over time, I'm just not sure why somebody like Elon, who clearly knew this stuff when he was buying a billion dollars worth of it, why would he all of a sudden just start saying, oh, Bitcoin's not green? Like, why, why would yeah. he say that? I, I have a quick little thing on that. Uh, so I was reading about uh, trying to do research on this. And apparently the marketing trick that is going around Huh. is that 74% of miners are using renewables, but only of the, of like all the energy or whatever. And I had to find this like university put together. It was like really hard to find this. This university put together a study and they think only, and, and it's all messy out there. And tell me if you've heard some of this stuff. They think only 38% of total energy use of Bitcoin is renewable. But yeah, 74% use some form of renewables at the miners. So I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, are we getting like, are we getting fed lies from certain research that's like, oh, Probably. 74% is renewable? Like, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know what to believe. When I researched this, it was all over the place. It just depends yeah. like where the website is, uh, like what their stance is. What if their bias is, yeah. They pull select data. If they're against it, they pull different data. It's, it's so not. messed up. Well, think about it logically for a minute. Most Bitcoin is mined in China, correct? And so if that's yeah. the case, you think they're using, you know, all bunch of solar panels and wind energy? Of course not. They're they're famous for just burning coal and burning coal and burning coal. Well, you so have hydro. You have hydro power. And a lot of them are using resources that would otherwise go to waste, especially during the wet season. You have a surplus of energy that needs to go somewhere. And the technology right. isn't there for them that they could transfer it from one, one city to another. So they got to use it. So it makes sense that some of these regions would want to use the most cost-effective way possible of mining. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. If I, I guess the question is, what do you define as wasteful? Because he says it's wasteful yeah. energy or it's, what does that mean wasteful? Is, is it so, wasteful to give uh, financial sovereignty and independence to countries and to people around the world? I don't know. Like, how do you, what do you consider wasteful? We waste our electricity right. when we put up Christmas trees and Christmas lights. Like, what does it mean? I'm not sure. So that's, so. that's you know, I want to ask you this, Andre, because you, you know this better. And it, it might also add a little bit of color to maybe this whole Elon thing. Yeah. Uh, Elon referenced that a coal mine flooded in China in, in one province that is actually much smaller than people thought it was. Small, smaller town, smaller operation than people thought it was. One coal mine flooded. That coal mine flooding, trapping like 29 workers. I'm not sure if anyone died in the incident. Uh, I should probably know that, but I don't. But anyway, that one coal mine got flooded. And that flood, which I'm, I'm still trying to connect the dots on this. Apparently that flood led to a blackout in that region, which I'm like, how does a flooded coal mine lead to a blackout? Because like, you'd think you'd have some coal left in the hopper for a little bit of time to catch up. I, I don't know. But it led to a blackout in that region. And when that region blacked out, that, that region in China, Zing, Zinjia, I don't know, something with an X, uh, the hash rate, and this is where I need help on, the hash rate for mining Bitcoin spiked 30%. And that's what triggered Elon going, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe much more is from burning coal than we were originally led to believe. So maybe Elon's feeling the same Wait, are we being fed bullcrap and lies here? Why? Why would hash rates go up 30% for, for gold, a coal mine flooding? Wait, so if a coal mine floods, it would get shut down, right? Yeah. So why would it spike? Wouldn't it decrease? 
Well, so if, if the coal mine shuts down, and I'm, I'm trying to figure this out because you mine coal, coal right. you burn. So so you right. you wagon the coal or you truck the with caterpillar trucks or whatever, you truck it over to to some kind of coal plant uh, and you burn it. And when you burn it, you you turn the turbine and you get electricity. So or the generator. Uh, but so I'm one. I'm thinking they must have just like the coal mine must have flooded. The the caterpillar massive trucks with coal must have stopped going to the coal plant. And then while well, we can't burn anymore, guess the generator is gonna spin dry. Spins dry, turns off, and and ooh, blackout from from this flooded mine. You know maybe there's just. You know, maybe it's kind of like just-in-time delivery where it's like, oh, the coal shows up and it just keeps showing up. But all of a sudden it stopped because of the flood. And uh, and you get this power outage, which means miners can't mine in that region. And and now all of a sudden you have way fewer miners. And they're saying the hash rates, I don't know, is, maybe that's what you're saying. Am, am I that reversing it? The, the hash rate would have to decrease, not increase. Okay. If you oh, oh, okay. Oh, that then I screwed that up. That's my fault. Okay, okay. I screwed that up. So, and that's why I wanted to ask you about the hash rates. So the hash rates decrease 30%. Okay, thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, if the hash rate decreases 30%, that's fine. Then we know at least 30% of mining hash power is responsible in that region, which is yep. fine. But I mean, the fact that it got shut down is a good thing. Just like China banned in uh, Inner Mongolia, right? Lower Mongolia or what was the region? Lower or Inner Mongolia? I'm, I'm not sure which one it was, but the uh, China banned mining there as well. And uh, mm -hmm. that was in April. That was in April. So that's, that's a good thing. I think they're making steps to uh, get rid of coal mining, but either way, yeah. I mean, 30%, okay, so what's the argument? So, okay, so 30%. So the argument is coal, 30, th at least 30% is coming straight from China and coal. Right. And China hasn't been the nicest to Tesla in the last few weeks, okay? This right. whole blood investigation about That's, the lady yeah. who won't get her brakes investigated, I mean, come on, but anyway. I don't know. I, I just feel like the, the EPA is just kind of really heavily scrutinizing Elon right now. And I, I just I would not be surprised if they're like, hey, Elon, uh, if you really want these tax credits right now, you really can't be associated with Bitcoin as a payment. It's really not green. You got to. And so I, I think somebody came up to him on his board and was like, hey, Elon, if you really want to increase your chances of getting approved for these tax credits, you really got to disassociate yourself from Bitcoin right now, which is why he hadn't sold. If he had really hated it so much, he would have sold out of everything. But he sold like what, yeah. five, 10%? 10%. So, That's, 10%. I don't know. That to me seems like a stretch that they would they would associate. Not Bitcoin at all. The, federal, with... the EPA is part of the federal government. The federal government is not a fan of Bitcoin. So yeah, but how, would they, but how would they track the energy usage or prove anything with Bitcoin? Because right now the studies are all over the place. There's, there's nothing definitive with it. I don't think the government needs any studies to prove their point. They don't like Bitcoin and they'll find a reason to get rid of it. So they're just like, hey, Elon, uh, we're not a huge fan of Bitcoin. You want these tax credit money? Oh, you got to get rid of it. So that's hmm. that's my theory. It doesn't make sense that Elon didn't already know that some substantial portion of Bitcoin's hash rate was coming from coal. I think right. he was he was in the he was in the know about that long before he I bought agree. it. I think it's what's more interesting that I found, yeah. and I don't know how true this article was that I found it on, on Decrypt. Uh, I'll try to pull it up. Kevin, I don't know if you can find it, but it's it's an article on Decrypt that said that uh, apparently Elon was working with the Dogecoin team as early as 2019. Ooh. And uh, so I'm not sure how valid that is, but that would make a lot of sense <laughs> why he's recently been pumping everything. And well, so I don't know. Potentially, but yeah, Bitcoin right now, by the way, is seeing a pretty substantial sell-off all of a yeah. sudden. Basically, as soon as we went live, it started selling off. 
Really? I'll, I'll pull that up too. So I'm just going to put this on screen. So this is Dogecoin developers, Musk working together since 2019. Report. Correct. Yeah, but I mean, report could be any, any anyone. Any, anyone could make That's it. That's true. Um, well, and also, it, not, here, here's another something. Like, you know, working with Dogecoin, it's like if Elon Musk talked to me for one minute about YouTube, does that mean Elon Musk is now helping me with my YouTube channel? Like, you know what I mean? Like how much? Is he yeah. really glad? <laughs> That's a good point. And you said Bitcoin is. Oh yeah, Bro. look at that. Forty-one. So I and, was buying the dip the other uh, the other day when it was like four. I think it hit like forty-four or something. I thought I was like, oh yeah, getting it at a good price. Now I see a tip to forty-one. Yeah, here's the thirty-minute right now, and I'll put us up back on screen here. But yeah, this is the thirty-minute. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we're shaking out some. Uh, some paper hands right now. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say yeah. that, Andre. I posted a, a, a CNBC this morning, and uh, one these these two women were, were uh, on CNBC. I don't I don't remember. One I of watched them was, was, was of it. Hold on, you saw? Yeah, yeah. They 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 are like they were like people right now. Where the institutions are shorting uh, Bitcoin, uh, and the newer investors who, who got in, they're bailing out. And the shorts are making money, so they're they're gonna short more. <laughs> essentially, I'm I'm like trying to summarize like a ten sure. minute video, right? Uh, but I I think you're you're spot on, man. The paper hand is like, yeah, why did I get into this? Yeah, I mean, how much new money did we get this year? Like, gosh, ninety percent of the value of Bitcoin right now was increased this year. So, I mean, hey, yeah, did you guys see that. um Coinbase? Um, Coinbase, I think, coin, yeah. Well, not just that, but Coinbase stock, I think, was 239 today. So you guys loading the boat on Coinbase stock, or what's going on with that? Going to buy the dip for sure. Yeah. It's okay. slowly. Graham, I, I, I can't, yeah, you mind no. some coin? I'm not. No, I put I put 30 grand in. That was that was the amount they've allocated to Coinbase. That's it. I'm sticking with that. Man, I, I see. If we go back, this is embarrassing, but if we go back to that, that episode we did. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Yeah, a little before Coinbase went public, we were like, oh, it might not even get it under 400. Oh, oh I got to let you out. <laughs> and then no. now it's 239 and people well, are like, you know oh, what's no, crazy is it, it shows you how uh, in some ways the private markets have a massive edge on the public market. This is why people think the game is rigged because you – are used to IPOs where there are shareholder lockups and it's like a, it's like a respect for the public market. You know, we're going to have these shares public, let the market value it. And then over time we'll kind of offload and let the price stabilize. No. What do you have? DPO. Every employee is like, Oh, it's starting to go down. Dump. You probably had every single employee at Coinbase start selling. Why? They just gifted the day before the DPO, they gifted every single employee at Coinbase a bunch of shares. I don't know, maybe 30, 40 grand worth, which is really, really awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make light of 30, 40 grand. Like you're just, you know, you're like, if you're somebody making 60 grand, you just got 50% pay raise just like that, right? Off these shares. You're loading the boat on, pressing the sell button, loading the boat with cash. It's, it's what to me, it was the biggest slap in the face of the retail buyer, the retail buyer who wanted to be a part of crypto uh, via the public stock market. And what happens? Coinbase's management pulls bonehead move and goes, 
our poopy doesn't stink. We're fine. We can we can offload everything. It'll be fine. And this is what you end up with. To, so, to so me, it's a, it's it's oversold. It's undervalued. Yeah, but there's still yeah. so many sellers. I I was uh I went for a walk today and I listened to that Coinbase conference call, man. And I gotta say, I, I mean they're working on so much big stuff that I was actually getting pretty darn excited. I had to buy a little shares today. Not a lot. I bought like wow. another twenty two shares. But I mean, I'll be honest, like when you really listen to that conference call, which it was not a long conference call, say like 30 minutes, 33 minutes yeah. or something like that. I mean, when you hear about how much stuff they're building and if you believe at all in crypto long term, it is very difficult, very difficult not to be a buyer Coinbase because they, it, you know what it feels like to me? It feels like Facebook when Facebook went public and mm. you know, that stock yeah. went down 50% after its IPO. And it was already a big giant, but like people just weren't like putting all the pieces together and they were still trying to figure out, oh, how is Facebook go to mobile? And it feels like that with Coinbase where people are just like really confused. They see the revenues going crazy, the profitability, but then they're like, well, is this crypto thing even a real thing? And, and you know what, Jeremy, I feel like the, the biggest difference with Facebook is their ability to acquire their competition. They got WhatsApp, they got Instagram, now they got Oculus. They have so many different tentacles in so many different places. Well, they could do that too. And they could, but they could, but it's going to be up to them to pick those companies and then nurture them. Facebook has been really good at that. But I think if they just, if, if Coinbase just is a standalone brokerage and that's all they end up doing, maybe Ooh. they're not going to adapt. They, dude, yeah, watch they them buy so Voyager Digital. Fight, man. Watch them buy Voyager Digital. I was, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about thinking that, that, Kevin. Yeah. I was literally thinking about that today. I was yeah. thinking about like, oh, they could buy Voyager. But also, man, when you just listen to that conference call, they got so much in the pipe for, yeah. for new products they're already launching that I don't think a lot of people even know about that I wasn't educated on. And I was like, holy smokes, they got this, they got that, they got this. What? They want to be in everything. What do and, they got? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's too confusing, okay? It's too confusing yeah. for me to explain, but I'm telling you, listen to the conference call and you'll get blown away. They have so much stuff they're working on. They want to be, it doesn't matter whether you're an institution buying, an individual buying. It doesn't matter if you're DeFi or if you're a decentralized exchange. They want to be the one that kind of brings it all together and gives you all these different options. Mm. And yep. it, I mean, it was, it was, um, you know, I still got to go back through it, but it's, it's a lot, man. Yeah. Not to mention, Graham, I think with the world of crypto, I mean, they can adopt the same stuff and, and the same, whether it's technology, policy, interest rates, whatever it is that all the other smaller crypto brokerages can do. So they don't even have to acquire them. They can just replicate their models. Um, uh, so. But wait a minute. I mean, Facebook could have done that too, though. But Facebook wanted the users at Instagram. They could have just copied yeah. IG, but I think they wanted the users, wouldn't you say? Yeah, potentially, but I don't, I don't know. But that you know what they did again? They do they copy Snapchat. And yeah, that's true. They copy Snapchat, and they did a better so, job. Right. That's true. That's true. My thought, briefly, on, on Coinbase is is one of the problems we have is people like Wall Street looks at this and they're like, okay, R one is what I call transactional revenues. Like this is making money off Bitcoin, right? This is going to go down over time. More competition, uh, and and just the fees kind of compressing, right? This is fees over here. The R2, this is all the stuff Jeremy's talking about, lending, collateralization, options maybe in the future, all the other crap. Uh, and, and you create those new revenue streams. But I, I think you know, you're know you investing for growth in 2024 is really what you're doing. Uh, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wall Street just, this is all way too confusing for, for Wall Street. It's just like, I'll just go buy some 
some airline because because people have stimulus checks. And no, yeah. not trying to bash airlines. I'm just saying I'll, that's I'll be, that's. Yeah. I'll be honest, like you know, I think I've been doing stocks for so long now that I just get vibes from companies, and I just yeah. get a vibe from Coinbase that it's going to be a multi-hundred billion dollar company. And I just don't see any way around it. I just, you know what I mean? Like it's hard. Like I'm not at a stage understanding the company yet where I can fully give away like the whole bold thesis around it and things like that. But it's just like when I listen to that conference call and, and how much stuff they have going on, it's, it's impossible not to be a huge believer in that. If you at all, they were even talking about how the crypto economy is going to become similar to like the apps economy where you're going to have so many things. And I think we're already kind of seeing it with Ethereum, but I mean, oh man, you know, I got to say it jacked me up, man. I got The, only, I was, thing, the uh, only downside is it's heavily tied to the price of Bitcoin, just because everything in the market moves alongside right. Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin's going to go down, Coinbase is going to drop. So like, I, I think Coinbase is going to go way lower at the beginning of next year. I think well, it'll be much lower. Yeah, you know what's you know what's interesting, and and I don't want to keep tying this back to Facebook, but I got to. When Facebook went public back in the day, they were getting substantial revenues from a game called Farmville. You guys remember I Farmville? Remember that. Remember that. I played that. Yeah. Everybody, was, all my family members invited me to play Farmville <laughs> all the time. And, yeah. and you think back, and, and there were a lot of people questioning, yo, Farmville's falling off, so Facebook might be done. Their revenues are going to tank. And you think back how silly that was like how preposterous <laughs> that was and now we're talking about well if bitcoin falls in price um you know coinbase is going to be hurt and it's like maybe it's very short term but they got so much in the pipe long term uh with other cryptos and if we're just at the the beginning innings of crypto like how can you not be you know excited about so much so, so I, I have a question for you guys so, so i know you guys weren't believers of bitcoin for a while until maybe this year Always, How? I always believed in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would be your criticism against Bitcoin? That's like your your one thing where you're like, oh, I just don't know about this one thing. What's can you can you name something? Yeah. I'll try to try yeah. to figure a response for it. For me, it well, would be valuation. I mean, there's there's just there's no way to value how much Bitcoin should be worth. And even though people could say, well, the market cap of gold is this, and if everyone uses it, it'll be this, and everyone buys in this. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it, it could be worth a thousand or a million. And everything mm -hmm. else in between is purely just the market supply and demand dictating what people are willing to pay. That's it. So Gosh, I, I, yeah. Well, okay. I'll just say two things. Bitcoin is either going to be worth zero dollars in five years from now, or a million dollars five years from now. But <laughs> it's either going to be worth nothing, or it's going to a million. But either way, documents say fifty years, five years a lot. I don't know. I feel like yeah, five okay, years. Okay, I'll, I'll say that 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 just seems like a price risk concern, right? So so just like any other investment, whether you buy a stock or a house, there's a risk of your investment losing value. But that's that's a price well, action risk. What's like a, yeah. I guess, a more fundamental type of risk that you're just like you can't get behind. Andre, here's here's the thing, and I got something for you too. But here's the thing about that: valuation matters, and we understand how to value, let's say, a real estate property. We understand sure. because we've been doing it for like a hundred years, right? We understand how to value a stock and these sorts of things. A crypto, like, how can you say Bitcoin's worth a trillion? How can you say Bitcoin's worth a hundred thousand? How can you say it's worth ten trillion, a hundred trillion? Uh, I don't know, whatever's past a trillion, which I don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like, how can you say that? Because I can go through a case, you know, very simply on why Apple stock deserves to trade at a $2 trillion market cap. And I can explain that very in detail to you, right? Mm -hmm. If Kevin and Graham can explain very in detail on why a certain 
home over there is worth $400,000. And they can break that down. Here's then why. Bitcoin, I still have yet for somebody to break that down and be like, this is why it should be worth $10 trillion, other than like gold's worth so much and this is supposed to be worth so much. Okay, well, we're getting closer. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I think there is a way to quantify it. I just think none that we found directly. That's like, here's the, here's the equation for that. If you take the amount of users and the amount of new wallets that are being created, which this year has been going up, which you could argue that's some sort of a fundamental, you know, trigger that we could use for the price going up. Maybe it's the amount of miners, maybe it's the amount of hash power, maybe it's the amount of businesses, wallets that are accepting it. So there's a lot of things. I just don't think we've tied it all together and said, hey, this is the E equals MC squared. This is how you plug in these variables. So I think you're right about that, but I think the variables are there. We're, we're just figuring out what the equation is. I think I, another I thing is, yeah. oh, go ahead, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, I was just gonna say, maybe to continue with that analogy, isn't that the same as saying, Hey, if we have more TD Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade X Y Z, and uh, you know, ten million more clients, and volume goes up in stocks, that a company should be worth more. Does, does it correlate? It does, doesn't it? You have more accounts, you have more users, you profit more profitable, right? But I mean, that I think it would depend because well, what are they putting their money into? I mean, you got like four hundred different coins. I mean, if we're we're doing the sum of the entire market. I don't know how much is short, how much is cash. Uh, you know, <laughs> if if the market was as easy as an algorithm, we certainly uh, wouldn't be making yeah. any money. <laughs> let me let me give you another kind of um because uh, I know you're looking for the kind of like the bearish cases on Bitcoin or like the negative yeah. things. So here's another thing. Um, you know, Bitcoin's been around for over a decade, and I think you know, unless you're extremely in the in the crypto community. I think people are still finding it very hard to find anybody using Bitcoin. I still personally don't know, maybe other than you, Andre, I don't know anybody in my life who is using Bitcoin for any sort of transaction other than to buy it and hold it. Well, I, I don't think the narrative of it has been a, a currency for a while now. The narrative has been that it's a store of value and that it's gold, right? And you don't move it around. That's why people are saying Dogecoin is going to be the people's money because it's cheaper and transactions are really fast and it's great. And, and you're right. For... For a, for a currency right now with Bitcoin, can you imagine going to a store and having to wait 10 minutes for your transaction to confirm? Like that's not that's not feasible, right? So as a yeah. currency, I think it's completely useless until we start transacting with it on layer two. That's when it can become a better currency because then we have instant confirmations. Yeah. But- By well, the way, guys, watch the price of Bitcoin. Every second, it's been <laughs> dropping like 30 bucks, 30 bucks. Thirty bucks, thirty dollars. It's crazy. Yeah, so people are selling. We're gonna hit. We're gonna hit uh, forty thousand. I think that's gonna be a really crucial mark to see if we drop below forty and hit the thirties. Yep. So and then and here, next here level Andre, after forty, after forty look, goes like thirty to thirty-three. Yeah. In my in my take. So so Jeremy, basically what I was saying is 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 it's not a currency model right now. It's just a store of value, right? Yeah. So okay, let's thirty-two. Let's, Let's keep pushing then, okay? So yeah. why does Bitcoin deserve to be a store of value? Deserve to be? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> why does it? Why, does, why should we store our value or dollars in Bitcoin? Um, why does it deserve that? What? Why should we? <laughs> okay, I mean because it's 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 a it's an asset class that's not manipulated by central governments. Okay. Well, why if you not believe in that, if you believe in the premise of, of, of having an asset class that's not manipulated by somebody else, not owned by someone, because it's decentralized, it has a finite, limited supply, 
all of those things. If that has value to people, if they think that it does, then I suppose that's a, that's as good as it gets. I don't know, man. Kind of you know, I get paid a lot of money by Jerome Powell to make sure there's no inflation. I mean, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, but the thing is, it is manipulated. I mean, that's the only thing is that, well, I, I guess so are stocks. You could have Anything stocks. Anything and everything you know, is. Wood yeah. comes out and says something, and then all of a sudden it, it goes up a few percent. Also, also in comparison to yeah. the tr traditional finance market, how big is a trillion dollars in relation to stocks or real estate? I mean, it, we're talking a big. fraction, right? Well, no. I mean, you think about a trillion dollars, that's more market cap than Facebook. And you but that's a company. How? You're using a company. I'm not talking about uh, individual assets within the asset class. Okay. I'm just talking about asset class in general. I could. I think one way to look at it is the U.S. economy is about twenty to twenty-one trillion dollars in size. And and the cool thing about that is that means all of the goods and services traded in in one year in the U.S. is is that size. Trillion you know, trillion dollars. It's one twentieth of every transaction. So basically, uh, you know, that's that's one twentieth would be uh, what is that? Uh, I don't know. Five five cents in theory, as a comparison. Five cents of every dollar you spend is basically the value of of Bitcoin in, yeah. in comparison. So you go spend a dollar on a hot dog. Five cents in comparison is is the weight of Bitcoin in in the global or, or the United States GDP. I don't know if that example helps at all. What's the market cap of the stock market? That would be, oh gosh. Well, it, the entire stock market, because just the yeah. S&P, I mean, was just it, it $17 trillion dollars or something like that, isn't it? It would have to be. S&P 500, 31.6 based on our ah, Investopedia. There we go. All right, so 31.6. And the stock market's being manipulated. How much easier easier is it to manipulate something that's a trillion? Versus thirty-one or seventy-one. Well, isn't that bad? I mean, you're basically yeah, it's saying it's bad. To it's bad. Bitcoin. But my, my point is, is that of course it's going to be more manipulated than something that's much larger than it. And oh. as Bitcoin grows, it's going to get more stabilized, and it's going to be harder and harder to manipulate it. So again, that that's a fair critique if you're somebody who has paper hands, right? If you're scared, that's that's a I get it. But like fundamentally, is that a flaw with its design, with its technology? What's the what's the critique here? <laughs> I can't get it to focus. <laughs> there we go. Now keep keep yeah, poking I, holes. Though. Keep keep poking holes. Those are good, Jeremy. Keep going. Lending. Yeah, I, I, go okay, I, we're on the same side about that, Kevin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What What did you say, Kevin? I didn't quite hear what you said. Take we're just on. talking about under collateralized, over marginalized. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it is it is interesting. I think the valuation is, is is something that a lot of folks don't want to talk about or want to shy away from. And um, you know, because you really you you like break it down. You're like, wow, Bitcoin it supposedly is worth a trillion dollars, right? And you break down like how many houses you could buy with a trillion dollars, right? You break down like this is more than Facebook, the entire company that almost every single person in the world uses at least one of their platforms, right? And makes so much money. And yet Bitcoin's valued more than that. And so I think that's interesting. And I was thinking about that recently in regards to different cryptos. And I was, I've been buying, you know, I, I know we're going to talk about different cryptos we were buying. Uh, one I've been buying is VGX, right? Which is the Voyager token. And as that's fallen, I've been buying more and more and I'm getting mm -hmm. destroyed in it, but I'm buying more and more. And um, I was thinking about its valuation and I was like, dang, you know, this isn't even something that's 
technically launched yet the rewards program, right? Which is the whole reason for owning it. And I was like, you know, it has, you know, a little under a billion dollar valuation on it, essentially VGX. And I was like, you know, that's, that's when I was thinking about it, I was like, that's almost silly, right? I mean, you think about how many projects in the crypto space have valuations of tens of millions, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars and are literally pretty much nothing. And then you think about how hard it is to get that sort of valuation as a business, as a company. And um, and that's where I think you started getting into this 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 framework of like, why is why should this be worth this much? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Gosh. You know, well, how do you value a collectible? How do you value something that people collect? How do you how do you value a Charizard? <laughs> you know, I, I value tattooed chef at $20 and then I dump it. <laughs> we had a great day for tattooed chef today. I know I took Way I took to my Indies to the bank. That's been one of the few stocks that I have been buying. As it's been going down, I've been nibbling here and there. So we had a we had a good day finally. It was a good day. I took my money. Kevin, Kevin, and I have a bet. Essentially, we placed it uh, last. Uh, what was it? Last week. Um, essentially, it's it's just for ten million dollars uh, that that tattooed chef is going to outperform Tesla over the next five years, and oh, wow. uh, so far it's off to a good start. And Did you see Michael Burry's twenty million? I didn't. I only want to do ten. So. See Michael Burry's short of Tesla. Yeah, that that's interesting, man. Well, it's not really short. He bought a ton of puts on it. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, style shorting, but yeah, but I, I gotta say, I think it's smarter to probably buy the puts rather than short because you get those whole squeeze situations when you when you short um, straight up. And um, yeah, I think and it sounds like he's not trying to go too public about it. Obviously, it got public and everybody's talking about it, but I think it, um, you know, I, he shouldn't talk about it too much. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, I if I was like short, I'd be quiet. I feel like Michael Burry is the kind of guy that's always right about his premise, but always wrong about the timing. <laughs> well, there's no yeah. way to time it perfectly, but it, it it appears as though he bought those when Tesla was like eight hundred dollars. So what you know, at this point now, he's been right and he's made a pretty substantial amount of money. But he's also made a whole bunch of other claims that have not come true that nobody follows up on. He's called nobody index does. fund investing a bubble. For how many years? Yeah, I remember now? he he said that water is going to be the next oil, right? So he's like, invest in water companies. That was one of yeah. the big things. Yeah. So I have a feeling he casts a wide net. He makes a whole bunch of predictions. Yep. Of those, three of them come true, and he's like, look, look, uh, I was right. I was right. Cherry picks those moments. Is like, look at me, nailed right. it. Well, all right. To be fair, I don't think he's really as much of that that guy. At least, you know what I've seen as far as like bragging about his success or or being like I did this or I did that. Right. From what I've seen, at least, I, I've followed him for some time. But um, I think I, can't I think follow him. Yeah, I think he's I think he's um on. I think he's I think he played a good one. I'll be honest. As much as I love being a Tesla shareholder, I think he I think he I think he played it well, man. I um, tweeted him, but he blocked me. Why? No, Are we echoing again? I don't hear anything. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, I sent him an eggplant, and and he blocked me. Oh come on, really? Yeah. I was about to say he would be a great person for you to have on the channel. I'm sure they just go through the comments and they're like, "Here's some jerk with an eggplant emoji and got 400 <laughs> likes. Let's just block him so it doesn't show up on my feed anymore." Whatever. <laughs> wow. Ay ay. 
Yeah. Awesome. I, but like I said, I think, it, I think it was a play was interesting. I honestly even thought about it as it went to like 700, 800, you know, billion plus uh, valuation. I was even considering, I never did it. I never had the cojones to do it. And also I felt like I would be wrong for doing it. But, mm. you know, as I saw that valuation climb, I mean, it was, that's the thing with stocks, right? With stocks, eventually, if a valuation climbs enough, it you know, and, and folks can't justify it, it has to come down, right? It's <laughs> a little different than crypto, where cryptos can just keep climbing. And Kevin, you brought out such a good point last video, and I want to bring this up again. You brought out an amazing point on how with a cryptocurrency, you don't ever have to worry about earnings or any of that stuff, right? And with a stock, man, you have to worry about earnings and like, oh, if they miss a number here, miss a number there, the stock's down 10%. And I was just like, that's really such a good point. It's very, very different, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. With crypto, you got to worry about Elon Musk tweeting something or changing his mind. All it takes is just one tweet. I, I disagree. I, I don't think test or I don't think Bitcoin depends on on Elon's. Yes, price wise in the short term it does depend on it, but long term I don't think that it does. And could you argue that this is considering crypto is a fairly new asset class that it's just something that may be difficult to value in that same way as you do traditional assets? That maybe it's a new asset class that doesn't derive its value from any kind of traditional way that you would when you look at a company. Is that something that we could live with? And well, you know, Andre, man, that's a tough one. That's a good point, but definitely a lot of people are making that case about tech stocks. And I understand that stocks and it's still a stock market, but a lot of people were definitely making cases in the tech bubble days about you can't value these stocks the same as other stocks, and they deserve. You know, I don't understand it's still in the stock class, but um, obviously that had to come crumbling down, right? And a lot of people got in tech stocks and pushed those valuations up way too high, way too fast. And I do wonder if maybe we're in that, maybe we're at 99, 2000 right now in crypto. Maybe we're not. I don't know. Maybe it goes a lot higher. I have no a clue. I'm dirty just like, thing to say. Dirty. <laughs> like, like maybe it's that time period where all of a sudden all these valuations come down. You know, Amazon stock fell over 90% in the, in the tech bubble crash. And then obviously it became a beast over time. And so, yeah. you know, does something like that happen in the crypto market? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But um, yeah, we've we've had several of them before. Right. And we go through them every every few years. So where we're going through a bull run right now, I don't think we're at the top yet. I don't think we reached it this year. I don't think this is the fall. I think this is just shaking weak people out. And then we're going to go back up and then probably we'll drop sometime at the end of the year. Well, sorry, I was just selling my Bitcoin. What? Uh, <laughs> that's the that's where the drop happened. <laughs> just saw a ten thousand dollar drop. <laughs> oh, oh man! My. So, so what are we buying, guys? Yeah. Which of in this in this disaster that uh, eventually will come in cryptos or whatever? What what are these other coins? These other five coins that we're buying, dude? I have seen so much just crap out there. It seems like uh, listen, I'm going on Instagram. I'm seeing so many shills of these yeah. just horrible coins and they're, and they're paying people now to promote these things. And they feel like there's all these groups now where they want you to pay like two grand to join the group and get in, like hear about it first, like, which is in a, when, at what point is this going to be regulated? Like at what point can you start going to jail for stuff? Because this just seems Dude. like it's, it's a pump and dump. And I'm uh, saying, what, what's the one MILF, yeah. literally MILF. Have you guys the one seen that people want to make money on now? It's a joke. Dude, Jake Paul is like promoting on Instagram stories left and right 
uh, MILF coin, and also he's promoting Yummy or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Every yeah. day. They're Every all that, – that's the one I'm seeing right now a lot, Yummy. Yeah. And it's there, – There's it's a few stupid. others that are non-PG that we can't say out loud that people yeah, yeah. haven't it's, seen. It's, uh, it's, it's something rocket. <laughs> Let's just uh, leave it out. Think it, 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 it's, it's bad. We can't say it here, but it's Pearl, Pearl Jam Rocket. <laughs> I could I could put it up on screen though, right? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do it. It's stupid. It, it's it to me, it seems like how could we come up with the most ridiculous name out there? Give people early access to it, pump it, and just make Tens of millions of dollars doing this. And there's another one, by the way. Now they're trying to get creative, trying to figure out, like, how can we get people to hold on to this longer? And so now I've seen these things where it's like every day you hold on to it, you'll get like an extra percent return. And they make it seem like, oh, wow, if I hold on to this, I'm going to triple my money in a year. It's it's, it's it's a scam. Like, I, I and listen. I'm sure if you time it right, if you get in early and you sell, you make money. But, but it's, it's a game of musical chairs. It's someone, somebody is going to lose a lot of money. I think more people yeah. are going to lose than than win. There's going to be like ten people who make millions and thousands, tens of thousands of people who lose just a ton of money. So, so, so Kevin, I'm going to say Ethereum is a is a, yeah. an amazing opportunity right now for people. If you guys don't have Ethereum, I would love the boat. And, oh, wait, but, but would you load the boat now or would you wait for that like 2000 level again? No, I would DCA. Just, okay. <laughs> just okay. I've been doing, yeah. So, or, or if you just, you know, if you have a ton of cash laying on the side, I would, I would do that too. Um, but DCA otherwise, and definitely Bitcoin and definitely Coinbase. Hmm. And I'm still contemplating either Tattoo Chef or Tesla. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Just get both. And then you know, Jeremy's like, six sides. what? I, I mean, <laughs> this is, at, this is the most verified Jeremy about Tesla ever. No, my, my dude, bear I, case, I, my I, bear I, case for Tesla 2025, bear case. Okay. And I know I'm optimistic about Tesla. So I mean, take it for what it's worth. But bear case for Tesla is $1,800 by uh, 2025. That means I stop buying it at 900. Ideally, at 800, you stop buying it because that way, when you're averaging in, you're still getting a double within five years, which is about a 15% compounded annual rate of return. Uh, at at under 600, you know, now we're looking at, uh, uh, you know, a, a 3x in that time frame. Is Tattooed Chef with, uh, you know, a 40, uh, 40 or 50 forward PE or whatever going to maintain that PE right now, forward PE, uh, you know, and, and triple in five years? Maybe, maybe. I mean, we'll see. Uh, that's that's the bet that, I, that I'm kind of making. That's fair. Yeah, the, the chef just grew revenues last quarter. It was like 59%, man. 105% branded revenue was up in the was last Was that because quarter. of just COVID and people staying indoors, though? And after, after Dude, everything No one's staying in anymore. No one's staying in anymore. It's a brand new brand. It's, it's, a, it's a new brand. Of course, Seven. the numbers are month over or year you're, over year going to look you're high. coming now. out. Tattooed Chef is coming out with their own car now. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, but I do want to put this out there. Okay. I am getting from verified accounts uh, on Instagram and even, uh, uh, and, and legit, well, at least things that appear legit, not like, oh, just bought or whatever. I'm getting messages like, hey, 
would you be willing to do a promotional video on YouTube about a coin? And, and I go, eh, down to learn more, but I, I will not take payment. Like, I, I'm not going to get paid. But how many other people are taking money for pumping oh. these random coins? Dude, I get that it's all dangerous. The time. Every day, yeah. All the time. And you know what? The people in on them, I think, listen, they send bots to the channel. Hey, go and review this. Can you make a video on this? Make a video on this. Make a video. And they all like them to the top. And then all of a sudden, oh. I go and see they all get... 100 likes in a matter of a few minutes. Go and review this coin. Just hoping that, you know, I'll make a video on it. Guys, can, can we can we talk about how great Ethereum is so that it could, could keep dropping so that way we can buy more? Because it's like, it's it's tanking and I love it. <laughs> we should just keep actually, talking more positively about it. Well, Andre, I, I actually... Uh, very much agree with you. Uh, and I, I agree with you on many things and I disagree with you on some things, but sure. I really like uh, Ethereum. I want more Ethereum than I have Bitcoin. At least I want to match them. I'm waiting still. I, I you know, I'm just kind of doing little, uh, you know, loosely educated uh, TA and I'm like, I don't know. Can it fall back to that 24 resistance? We, we haven't been around this over 3K for very long, right? Sure. Uh, I mean, this is just the last 30 days that we've been seeing threes and fours in the front of Ethereum. It's it's really incredible. Now we're so used to it. Now it's like, oh yeah, Ethereum, $3,000. Yeah, you know? sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, ooh, ooh, yeah, I mean, ooh. I'm right there with you. Look, we, hey. we get back into some of those numbers, I'm buying. Yeah. I, I would love to talk about this for a moment because I don't think we've ever even touched this subject on here. How much do you guys believe in technical analysis in stocks, cryptos, anything like that. Cause I personally believe it's a bunch of crap. I don't pay any attention Ooh. to it. Um, Ooh. I think Dirty. it's a bunch of, no, I, I can answer this really I perfectly. I can answer this perfectly. There's, there's a lot of psychological barriers in this. It is like exactly for me, I agree with like, Kevin on Ethereum. Um, 30 days ago, it was $2,200. Realistically, not a lot has changed in the last 30 days that would justify to me a $3,200 Ethereum. The last a time I, I, I stopped buying Ethereum at like 1850 and I haven't no, touched lot, it anything higher than that. A lot has changed on Ethereum in the past few months though. They've upgraded yes, in 30 days. 30 in fairness. Days. They did. Yeah. Because I, I, I guarantee you. Okay, no, no, no. Jeremy. Jeremy okay, so ahead. what I was saying with it, it's like hypnosis, like the same exact question that people ask, like, is hypnosis real? Some of my friends are like world-class hypnotists. Like they could, they could snap their fingers and a whole auditorium of a thousand people just like falls asleep. And it's like, well, clearly it's, it's real. It's real. It's not. It's if you believe it's I don't real, know about that. Hypnosis. Really? I will show you videos. I will send it to you. So, okay. <laughs> it's exactly like hypnosis. If you believe in it, it's real. So if you follow and study these chart patterns, I guarantee you a thousand other people studied them and think yeah. and see the same patterns you do. Sure. And for the people that don't believe in it, they don't work. Right. So like a very, very simple example that I was like shocked about today, but it, it keeps happening. Up. Look, long term, uh, and I'm talking like probably year plus or whatever, uh, Maybe maybe TA starts getting a lot weaker, right? That's really when when especially over five ten years, that's when the fundamental kicks through because some TA can hurt you if you're sitting there going, oh well, according to the RSI, this is overbought and it's Tesla at you know three hundred dollars at the beginning of 2020 or or the end of 2019. Well, you should be a buyer, but the TA say don't buy, right? A TA is like, no, 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 wait for it to go up and come down again. And you miss the boat. So there are definitely some longer term trends where TA is going to screw you. Uh, but there are some, like, look at this, AMC, big, big, big trader stock right now, okay? Big trader stock. Honestly, I was 
I was this close, uh, but they didn't ask me about it. If they asked me about lockdowns on Fox Business, one of the things I was going to say on Fox Business when I was on it was, uh, we need to open the F up so AMC could go to the moon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Probably okay. wouldn't have gotten invited back. <laughs> but but I was thinking it, okay? So anyway, but look at this, okay? I was looking at this. Uh, can I put in... Here we go. Wouldn't okay, it okay. fell off if you mentioned it on there? <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding so or am i i don't know but anyway <laughs> this is up uh, every bar here is a day okay look at this prior peak right here at, at like 1454 hit it a couple times and it's so weird but today the stock was running 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 until it basically hit that same line it's a horizontal line and then starts selling off on the day you know, the green candles a little longer mm. ended up, uh, you know, you know, under this, but it hits that point and it goes down. It's in my opinion, it's because you got a bunch of people uh, sitting around uh, 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 trading and they're looking at the same thing. They're looking at the same prior support levels. And, and if you've got a bunch of people trading it, it's like, yep, yep, that's that's the cue right there. You know, you it's kind of like was that maybe TTCF with 20. I don't know. Sorry, Kevin, did you draw that line or was that by default? I drew it. You drew it. Okay. See, it's almost like a different religion that, you know, I feel like um, when it comes to the technical analysis, you know, somebody like myself that literally all I like to look at is the fundamentals of something, yeah. right? It, it's, it's like literally talking to somebody about a different religion. Like, I just can't believe in that. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen it before. I mean, there, you could look at so much technical analysis that said to sell Tesla back when it was $40. I guarantee yeah. you there was tons of technical analysis that said sell Bitcoin at 5000 at 4000 yep. at 3000 And it's like... Where did that get you? Where did that get you in the end? You know what I mean? And just like I look at stocks all the time and people be like, oh, don't buy it. And it's like, do you understand what's going on with the fundamentals? This? And so that's why it's it's like a whole different religion, man. And that's well, I think I just, the thing there is what is your goal? Are you trying to day or swing trade or are you trying to build wealth long term? Jeremy, you are like 95% of my portfolio. I do my fundamental analysis. My fundamental analysis, whether it's wrong short-term or right short-term, doesn't matter. It keeps me behaving. You know, my fundamental analysis is my psychology. If, if, if it's under my fundamental analysis, I buy. If it's over, I stop. It's that simple. That's, that's my script, right? That's my rule. And long run, it's done very, very, very well for me. Uh, it, it, technical analysis, if I'm day trading, fundamentals don't matter. It's all about the chart. Focus yeah. on the Q's, not the P's. Where, where are you at with this? Where are you at with this? Where are you at? Where are you at, Graham? I want to know your opinion on technical analysis. I think I think there's certainly a psychology to it. And I agree with with Kevin's stance that if everyone is looking at the chart, they're all looking for the same things as each other. And and I think there's gonna follow they would follow a pattern. And I think there's a lot of the psychological barriers and resistance levels that you could look at, that I think, hold true just because everyone believes in them. <laughs> Jeremy just ran away. <laughs> he's, he's afraid of the truth. That's what it is. He, <laughs> he knows he knows I'm right. And uh, what, what is he doing? <laughs> is he going to jump in? <laughs> I'm expecting him to jump in the pool. No. <laughs> oh, I think it's those people that are walking around. He's oh, like, wait, oh, wait, he's oh. looking for his... Tattooed chef profits right Why now. Why does he have a gun? <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. He found him. <laughs> Kevin. Did you find it? People are looking for you out there. 
<laughs> they were calling. They're like, is Kevin in there? I was like, no, no, no. I was wondering what you were doing out there with a rifle. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, I got mob ties, man. Don't mess around with me. No. <laughs> you got warning shots. <laughs> what if we all of a sudden saw Jeremy? Boom. <laughs> Kevin, hey, you got to be careful. It's going to get taken out of context, please. Yeah. Kevin, if you're ever in uh in in fear, I'll let you move in this house, man. We're leaving from this house anyways. Thanks. I'm telling you, they're putting up so many. Uh, so this is a guard gated community. They're putting up so many cameras in our community. It's getting scary. I feel like I'm really? under 24 hour surveillance, dude. Why? I don't, I don't know, and I haven't even heard about any robberies or anything, dude. Coming in, there's like. I'm, I can't even explain how many cameras are coming into my community, like around the community. Like, Graham, this community I'm in, dude, this is out of control. That's all I'm going to say. You're like, talking not in Las Vegas. We're talking no, about in Arizona. Why? Yeah, I'm telling you, man, so many cameras, like getting your license plate everywhere you go in the community. Wait, 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 like, Jeremy, is the community finished yet? It is uh, 99.9% .9 finished. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, maybe people could be stealing material. And that would be something that I would, that, you know, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be uh, something shocking to me if people are stealing, let's say, copper, they're stealing, you know, appliances, lumber, Jeremy. Like huh? <laughs> Dude, lumber. lumber. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, imagine just a, a stick of wood now is worth more than Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> at least what? i can use a stick to beat people up what can you do with bitcoin exactly. pretty soon no trees value. are now going to be selling for like a hundred grand you want to buy a palm tree eighty thousand dollars <laughs> could you could you imagine a one two by four is worth more than ethereum or something <laughs> people people start buying them off well you know what actually i've, I've seen uh, at home depot a lot of the wood section is completely sold out it's like toilet paper now it's no way out. yeah yeah, I saw on Facebook someone went to the wood section looking for a piece of like plywood, and of the entire aisle, like half of it is completely sold out. It's crazy. What? Yeah, dude, that's that's ridiculous. Have you guys seen the gas lines in the the Carolinas and down the south, man? No. It was, dude, it's getting out of control this week. Um, like, I don't know. Like everybody was freaking out, so everybody's got to like gas up their cars. And then I heard the pipelines like already back up and running, so there was like no reason to freak out. But I don't know, man. Mm. We're in, a, we're in a weird society right now where if there's any remote fear about something's going to run out, man, people are like there in a second. And then it creates a supply shortage because all of a sudden everybody's buying up. So we're like creating our own problems because of these these uh, things in our head. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's, there's no court, inflation. Dude. <laughs> Technical analysis is real. <laughs> 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 the worst thing is what people don't realize they're they're doing is they're giving companies the right to basically charge way more. Because now I, I bet you toilet paper is not going to go down in price, uh, oh, especially now the wood's going up. I bet you it would probably just keep going up in price and Procter & Gamble just has infinitely increased their profitability because of the paper towel and toilet paper and tissue shortage last year. But man, people probably. don't – yeah. Why, why would you decrease your price if you're Procter & Gamble? You know what I mean? You already kind of have a monopoly in a lot of these stores as it is. Because Kimberly Clark is undercutting you and nobody oh, buying your crap yeah. anymore. Short Kimberly term. Clark, Kimberly Clark's going to be like, oh, we're keeping our prices high too as well. Man. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> couldn't, everybody, couldn't everybody just say, hey, we're going to keep our prices high? I mean, the only risk then is that like – then manufacturers, let, let's say if they're buying them wholesale, then manufacturers like, well, you know, we're going to raise our price because if you're making all these profits, 
we want to make some profits too. And then where they get their supplies from, say, wait a second, if they're, if they're getting profit, we want more profit. Too. And it Kevin's just, like, it no, no, that's down. not how capitalism <laughs> works. What's stopping that from happening? The market, the capitalism. fact that you're going to get uh, an, a new Indian uh, toilet paper that comes to market for a third of the cost and they're shipping it over for a third of the cost. And, and you're like, ah. Oh, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> couldn't that take a long? Couldn't that take eighteen months? Couldn't you? Couldn't this last for another year, year and a half, sure. two years? Sure. But you, the inflection point starts getting priced into the market when it comes. When when we start seeing the turning tides, then then you get that pricing coming. Well, Kevin, I think you said September, right? Something uh, the inflation. Yeah. My my hope is by September October uh, we have clarity on what's going to happen with this infrastructure package, taxes, supply chain issues, the chip shortage. Are we going to get a chip bill or not? Uh, is is because right now we're still getting inflation numbers from the the dip. You know we're comparing into the dip. That dip's going to be gone. Uh, the, the numbers are going to be so, so worldly different in September and October. And, and hopefully they get better. Uh, you know, and that's the bet I'm making, obviously. And that's when uh, people's, uh, not stimulus checks, but... Uh, unemployment wears off. Unemployment yeah, 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 good point. Stops. Dude, so. jobs out of control. I know I sent you guys something this week. I, I mean, <laughs> Talk it, about. It, it, dude, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I can't literally drive anywhere here in Arizona without now hiring signs in front of everywhere. Yeah. Really? Everywhere. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be the fast food place. It could be the restaurant. It can be uh, like furniture place. It can be truck drivers. Like everywhere you possibly go, at least here in Arizona. And uh, it was out like here. Yeah. Same here in Las Vegas. I just driving down the street the other day, uh, getting the car smogged. I, I probably counted three or four different places just on the corner that says now hiring. Huge signs everywhere. Now hiring. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've got. I, and since I started talking about this, I've received a lot of messages from people that run businesses and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, I can't find help for blah, blah, blah. I'm doing this and doing that. And um, that's just crazy, man. It's just we're, we're it makes weird. sense. If I was on unemployment making, you know, more money than I was at my job, I'd be staying at home, too. I don't want your job. Yeah. Uh, somebody. Yeah, I think it was Chris. Uh, Chris might have sent me this the other day. McDonald's, uh, some of these McDonald's is, uh, are so desperate for workers. They're starting to hire at 1850 an hour starting. Um, I saw, I saw somebody sent me this one the other day, a subway. They had to close down just cause they didn't have staff and it just had a sign in front of it. That's like, we don't have staff like in Arizona. Wow. I don't know where the 1850 one was, um, the McDonald's, but I was like, that's what 1850 to start at McDonald's. Be right back. Yeah. <laughs> where is it? Where is it? No, but it, it's funny. It's it's not. And, and like I said, it's not just like the low paying jobs or fast food. Like I'm seeing it, you know, like there from my understanding, there's a huge truck driver shortage. And if you've ever looked into truck driver jobs, a lot of those pay good, man. 60K, oh, yeah. 80K, 100K with pretty good benefits. Um you know, so Tesla semi, man, with the autonomous driving needs to come out faster, man. Yeah. Well, then the next step is that, you know, if, if everyone is now getting hired, not everybody, but if a portion is getting hired at 1850, at one point, is that extra cost going to be passed down to, let's say, now the dollar menu instead of a dollar twenty nine, now dollar thirty nine. The Big Mac, the Big Mac is already expensive. I didn't realize the Big Macs are now like six dollars. It's a Big Mac. Have you guys seen the Big Mac indicator? No. no. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. The what? big hold on, let me see. Dude, the Big Mac indicator. 
Oh, I'm Big Mac. Oh, the Economist. Yes. The Economist runs it. Yeah. The Big Mac Index. It's brilliant. I still remember as a kid, Big Macs used to be 99 cents or yeah. you could get them two for two, you know? And then same thing with the Whopper back in the day. Whopper was like 99 cents. So you get them yeah. two for two. And, yeah, it was uh, $1.99. You get the double Whopper with cheese. <laughs> and, and for a while on uh, – well, not for a while. This is like two years ago. I remember McDonald's ran a promotion, two Big Macs for $5. And I was blown away at the time. I'm like, wow, only $2. Yeah. Like, what up, for Kevin? Big Mac. Is, is this it? Yes. Yeah, so it says the Big Mac Index, our interactive currency comparison tool. The euro is 9% undervalued against the U.S. dollar. And I, I guess I could go in here and pick uh, different currencies. I don't know. Let's pick the Canadian. The Canadian dollar is 7% undervalued against the dollar. Oh, I mean, I feel like wouldn't this just get traded and then and then you don't end up having this? The, the yuan is 39% uh, undervalued against the dollar, the Chinese, but they pay. The market that. is not efficient, Kevin. We, people don't know this. This is arbitrage opportunity here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is why you subscribe to the channel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, which, by the way, wait, this is our once once an episode reminder to make sure to do your part and subscribe. That's yep. it, because otherwise, if you don't do it now, you're gonna forget you got a million things going on. We only post once a week, so just really quick would mean a lot to all of us. Please, please. And Kevin, you know what? As a thank you. Can you can you find a picture of a of a really cute baby kitten? Well, I guess all kittens are babies. Find a picture of a kitten, and that's and that's our thank you for going and subscribing and hitting the like button for the YouTube algorithm. So that that's the least that we could do is find a really cute picture of a kitten, and just enjoy enjoy that that picture as our gift as our thank you for subscribing just, supporting just the channel. Just picture Kevin's face as a baby kitten. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> We oh, just got to find got it. You got a picture of baby kitten? It's great. <laughs> oh, no. Why? You're going to get sued again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Two things. That was hilarious, by the way, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Chris just sent me it. Also, this, there's some McDonald's out there that are, show, that are paying $50 just to show up for an interview. Yeah. No way. Anyways, Graham, what have you been buying for stocks or cryptos in the last, let's say, seven to ten days? Well, I bought Dogecoin. I bought Dogecoin uh, 43 cents. and bought $10,000 worth because I said if my video got 100,000 likes, I was going to buy $10,000 worth of Dogecoin. The video got 100,000 likes. I kept my I kept my promise. So so my promise in that video is I'm going to buy ten thousand dollars worth of Dogecoin and hold it for an entire year. So that way I'm not going to be like, all right, I'm up money, I'm going to sell it. Uh, no, going to hold it a year and then report back on what happens. Uh, besides that, I bought a little Bitcoin at like forty four something. That's it. That's been it on my end. Okay. Hey, any of you guys buy Palantir stock or none of you guys invest in Palantir stock? Yes. I have a little bit. Yes. A little bit. Okay, so somebody sent me something interesting last night in regards to Palantir. Um, they do some in-depth work. So there was um, Palantir has something hurting them really bad profitability-wise for the next three years, but it's going to alleviate in three years. So it's like an unfortunate thing that's holding them back. But mm. basically, they have stock-based compensation. It looks like 90 mil to like, I think it was 120 mil a quarter is going to hit the company mm. for the next three years. But from my understanding, after mm. that, that's going to drop down to, I believe it's uh, 34 mil a quarter. 
So from 90 mil plus a quarter to 34 mil. So basically the next three years, like, you know, uh, Palantir's profitability isn't going to look nearly as impressive as it potentially could. Hmm. But like basically 2024 and after it, the, you know, you kind of get this going from like a, a headwind situation right now to a huge tailwind for profitability uh, of Palantir. So just something interesting, just some food. For Wait, thought. Jeremy, 90 million a quarter for what? Uh, uh, basically like stock-based compensation and whatnot. Oh, so you're saying employees are selling off at the rate of 90 million a quarter for the next few years? Not really. It's basically just like shares the, the company's kind of giving away. Well, they have to pay for Um to give away those shares to employees to try to keep the employees around long term. Cause the thought is at least mm -hmm. you, know, you give your employees shares, they want your stock to become worth more over time. Right. Cause you have ownership in it. Right. Right. Um, do you, do you think they're going to keep it or do you think they're going to sell off in that? Uh, it depends. I mean, some, some, yeah, some, some people don't care to hold shares. Me personally, I was somebody that always loved holding shares of whatever company. Cause that seems like Coinbase all over again. If, uh, <laughs> if people hang on to it. It's a very common practice with companies. It's very, very common. Um, and so, you know, all companies do it. It's just some companies yeah. are so profitable. Like even Facebook does it. Google does it. Apple does it. Just those companies are so profitable that you don't even see the numbers because they just make so much dang money. But with a company at Palantir scale, that's just, you know, in the one to two billion dollar range revenue, that that number, it, it, it hurts you. Makes you look the, the like way I think it screws up Wall Street too is you know it, it it lowers free cash flow and a lot of Wall Street uses a discounted cash flow model to analyze their stocks and if you have less free cash flow then it looks like you're actually less profitable. I personally don't use that model. Uh, I go by forward PEs. You know what do I think a relative? Because maybe it's the real estate of me, but I go by what are the comps selling for. And uh, where is this going to be in relative position to the comps in, in, in four years? And that's the four PE that I like to use. You're not, so, yeah. huh? and, no. and that doesn't right. account for stock-based compensation because it, it doesn't show up in, in that bottom line. It shows up in free cash flow and, 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 and like the gap earnings. So you can divide, you can get rid of it. But I agree with you. I actually think that's a really good point. It's, it's, a, it's a headwind and it's going to keep Wall Street scratching their head going, oh, no, my DCF model will look that good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hey, since since I pushed, uh, since we got to push back on Andre with the Bitcoin thing earlier, and I know you kind of asked for that, Andre. Now I want to push against you, uh, Mr. Tesla. Okay, so mm. what about the fact that Tesla would have lost money last quarter if it wasn't for those regulatory credits, sir? I wish Tesla didn't get the regulatory credits. I wish Tesla looked like a money losing clown because I want it to be cheaper because I want more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously, I, I don't care. I like Tesla for me is it's a ride or die. It doesn't freaking matter. People are like, oh, Kevin, another another crash with Tesla. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, like, I, I'm sorry. Uh, you know that they, if, if I certainly if, if Tesla's at fault, it's a problem. Uh -huh. But there's so much FUD, so much FUD that circulates. It doesn't matter. It's all just noise. Now, Wait if I'm minute. trading a stock, you know, I'm trading a stock and it's like, Oh crap! Tattooed chef's gonna go to the toilet. That's not good for my trade. Wait, oh, it's different. Wait a minute, I gotta push back, Kevin. Okay, <laughs> let's get juicy. All right, so it. you're you're all about Tesla and their future profitability. Okay, so let, let's yeah. really get into this. How do you how do you even start to run numbers on profitability when you got no mm -hmm. clue because they just had a quarter where they probably would have lost money if they didn't have those regulatory credits. So, mm -hmm. you know, 
where are we going here, man? Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 easy. It's it's uh, if, at least I, I mean, I love it, uh, and so maybe my vision vision is skewed, but I don't think it is. Uh, and it's that all you need to do to get a simple analysis of Tesla, if you want to do a simple analysis of Tesla, is, is you add up gigafactory production. Uh, and we know demand exists because people are buying Teslas like crazy. There, there are people who already own Tesla, two Teslas, and they're they're pre-ordering the Model S Plaid. It's it's very bizarre. Not to mention any names, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but so the demand is there for these vehicles. Uh, and uh, you know, we Shanghai has the capacity of a million vehicles. Uh, Austin, Berlin, in the future, these will be million vehicle uh, gigafactories. If California didn't suck and Newsom didn't suck at running the state, Fremont would be a million uh, factory vehicle as well. So just with these gigafactories, we have the capacity for three and a half million vehicles. These are going to be fully ramped within the the next 18 months. Uh, Now you're talking about, uh, you know, you start including structural batteries and the stamping processes they use to, to bring margin up more than any competitor can, we know even if we take a 24% gross profit margin at Tesla at, at 3.5 million vehicles, the profitability is a world of a difference from what it looks like today. So it's, it's things like that. Now, where it gets blurry, where Tesla gets very, very blurry is how do we value full self-driving? How do we value uh, robo-taxis? How do we value the energy division? How do we value, um, gosh, I don't know, uh, uh, what? how many, how, is, is Tesla going to sell as many cars as Toyota in the future? I think so, but it could be wrong. So that's when things get blurry. What if we rule out the uh, China factory, the Sh- Shanghai factory? Oh, um, well, that would be bad. In the short, that would be probably very bad for about two years. How, I think that would be very bad. How likely is that? How likely Not is that? Likely. No, like, like, but, okay. but if, if that factory got shut down by China, that would be very, 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 very bad. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's um. Yeah. Anyways, I don't. Uh, we got to do Q and A. Shoot, we we got to do Q and A. Wait, for five coins. We got to go around. So Andre said well, Ethereum. We got to hit some of the other cryptos or whatever. V VGX VGX. Okay. I've been buying. Um, and well, other than that, I had to buy the Bitcoin because you guys forced me to. There so we I go. Bought, I bought the 10K in Bitcoin and it's nice. already going down. And then I also. Oh, that's why it went down, Jeremy. You bought it. <laughs> Jeez. You had, you had months to buy this thing. And of course, as soon as you buy it, it drops. Yeah. Dude, crypto is the worst thing that ever happened to me, man. I buy, I buy Voyager. Well, Voyager's around break even for me. Coinbase is down like 30% for me. Bitcoin's down. VGX I'm getting destroyed on. The only thing that is good for me crypto-wise is is Ethereum, and that's it. Ethereum, I'm up like 100 plus percent, but that's it. Everything else crypto-related is treating me very bad. Very that's bad. not true. You, you had GoPro. It's not can't be as bad as GoPro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> GoPro. No, I would, even if I held GoPro, that would be up today. I was thinking about that. I was like, dang. It'd be up today. Yeah, I would be up today. Wow. Uh, I mean, obviously, I did a lot better getting you, into it. You were right on your thesis, just wrong in your timing. You pulled the Michael Burry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was I was much better selling it. Let's just put it that way, because it's only at like I think ten dollars a share. So, yeah, but I think that's I momentum. I think it's momentum trading right now. I don't think that's fundamental trading. I, I don't know. We'll see. But you're getting a lot of companies that are really hot on on the Wall Street bets community right now, which don't, I'm not trying to bag the companies. It's just you got to know, like if you're trading the the Microvision, the Givo, the the you know AMC, a lot of these are very very momentum driven. That doesn't mean they're bad companies. It just means you're going to get way bigger ups and way bigger downs way faster. Right. 
All right, guys, let's uh, let's get a few questions going here. Ask some good ones for us. We'll try hey, to answer Michael, them. Hey, and make Go ahead. Cardano, Cardano for me. If, Cardano. if I can get into some Cardano, uh, that that I'm looking at Cardano. If I could get it at, if we get a big crypto sell off, gosh, if I get Cardano under a buck, I don't know. That's that's yeah. what's really. I, I think that's dreaming though. Buck thirty, I'm I'm starting to buy. Hey, like Cardano. Hey, everybody, make sure you smash a thumbs up for us. That helps us out. And also, make sure you subscribe to Millennial Money Clips. That's first link in the description down there, guys. Millennial Money Clips is taken off. So let's see what we got for questions here. Um, so wait a minute. Uh, you guys know anything about Twitter spaces? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. Oh, either. it's like uh, Clubhouse on Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Um, Which is cool because it's platform agnostic. It's not like Clubhouse where it's only on Apple. Okay. So mm. here's a question. Andre, you might know a little bit of, about this. This is interesting. I never really heard of this. It says, isn't Bitcoin layer two the same thing as USD to gold and it can be printed in, uh, you know, to infinity just like USD and we are back to the same system that are, we are in now? Ooh. Yeah, so that's a really good question. And that was one of my fears for a long time. Yeah, so, so so anybody who doesn't understand that question, basically what they're saying is if Bitcoin is supposed to solve the, the uh, gosh, the, the money printing problem, then wouldn't it recreate the entire problem if Bitcoin is like gold? And then if we recreate layer two, and if we start transacting on that, you disconnect from layer one, which means theoretically banks and corporations can just print their own money that we transact with. And you just basically recreated the entire financial system that doesn't matter how many Bitcoins there are because we're trading on Fugazi money. It's just like <laughs> empty money like the dollar, right? That, that's the problem. And it's a really good question. The answer to that will depend on how we implement layer two. If layer two is going to be dictated on smart contracts or by smart contracts, then, then no. But if it's implemented just however, then if, if, if corporations have the free reign to just create channels and self-fund with whatever money, then, then we have a problem. But that will depend on how we implement it, which I don't think anybody knows at this point. Or maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Thank you for that uh, there, Andre. I appreciate that. Uh, somebody says, what's the most important skill they can learn um, in relation to maybe making more money and things like that? I mean, I'll, I'll share mine. I think it's, uh, I think it's honestly as, as cliche as it sounds, especially now in 2021, I think it's still social media and not just in terms of like trying to be a social media creator, but I think understanding how social media works, social media advertising, things like that. A lot of companies are still uh, you know, very clueless about how to leverage social media for their brands, for their their product services, um, advertising, things like that. So I think that's still honestly a big opportunity. What do you What do you guys think about different ideas? That's a really good pra practical answer. My answer. Oh, what was the question again? Specifically, they said what trait, right, or what? No, like what skill they can basically kind of oh, learn. Skill. Got yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would say I was going to give a mentality thing, but, but I'll, I'll let Graham answer. Go ahead. I think sales, because that's something that you could transfer into any industry out there. Even, even if you're like, you know, even if you have a boss and you're showing up to work every day from nine to five, like just learning how to sell yourself in any sort of business, or if you go to a job interview, just being able to articulate the benefits of whatever you want to portray to somebody else, I think is really important. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this one day, Graham, just to expand on that in a minute. Everything in life is like sales. I just realized that it like really hit me one day when I thought about like 
oh, like if I have an employee or I'm thinking about having an employee, I have to sell them the vision on what mm -hmm. we're trying to do here. That's sales. If I have a customer, I'm trying to sell them, right? Every single thing you pretty much do in life is sales. When you really like break it down and that's just like crazy to even think. Yeah, the about. only problem with sales is it's such a soft skill that not everybody has the capacity for. Not everybody can be social to that degree and just be a salesperson. So I guess it doesn't apply to everybody. So I'll just go the other way. I, I like your answer, Jeremy. I like social media. I would say uh, two parts. The first part is tech, just learn coding. I, I don't exactly know which language is the one that's the best. Um, cybersecurity seems to be very important nowadays. So go there or maybe go blockchain, go AI, something like that. We're trending toward the future. Again, I don't know what kind of coding language that is, but I guess if it was like a more personality trait, I think the thing that taught me from an investing perspective is, is uh, delayed gratitude is if, if you, if you can delay your gratitude, it, 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 it spills over into so many different aspects of your life where it's like, I'm gonna put this $100 away. I can't enjoy it today, but I know there's a there's a me in the future 10 years from now that exists out there somewhere that's gonna enjoy like the the, the compound interest of that. So I, I, I think delayed gratification is the, is the biggest skill. Personality trait, I think that we share amongst this group. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hmm. I love that. I love that, that Andre. Good. What you got, Kevin? Good. Yeah. I mean, you guys took all the good ones, okay? Like <laughs> learn to code, financial education here with, with delayed gratification and, and sales. These are all phenomenal ideas. I, I do also, I agree with Andre that, you know, look, you're either you're either a sales personnel and look, I know it's much more complex. Okay. I don't want to get into like bucketing people, but either you like sales or you don't, and either you like coding or you don't. Usually you don't like both. Not always. Okay. I'm just trying to be vague and generic here with this. But I mean, if there's anything that hasn't been mentioned about something that like, let's say I was broke right now and I was, I'm 29 years old and I'm broke in California. What do I do? I become an electrician or a plumber. And I know that sounds crazy, but I would be, uh, you know, uh, Chris was on my channel the other day and, and he put it so nicely, uh, a plumber investor, an electrician investor, because I know that uh, all of these, these rich coders in, in San Francisco, they don't know how to change an outlet. They're scared of that, that, oh, the black wire. Oh, whoa, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I'm gonna go in there with my rubber boots and my little, my little electrician's gloves that have a little bit of rubber in them. And I'm gonna go rewire your house and make lots of money. And I'm going to invest it all into Tesla. It's just, it's just <laughs> another thing I would consider doing. And vote for Kevin. <laughs> hey, and vote for me, Kevin. <laughs> and, and when you're in their house and if they work high up at a company, you can get inside information from them. I'm just kidding. Graham, take us home. <laughs> so with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Before you leave, we showed you a picture of a kitten. Make sure to subscribe. Let's do it really quick. Oh, you actually want me to put a kitten up? Totally free. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit the like button. Remember, we go live every single Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Kevin is going to show us a picture of a kitten. 
A real Any minute now. Okay, okay, okay. There, <laughs> there we go. There we go. So look at that. It's so cute. That kitten wants you to subscribe. Takes you, again, just a little boop, and you're done. <laughs> That's it. So thank you guys again for watching, and until next time. Oh, check out thank the Morning Money Clips channel. Yes. In the description. Go subscribe to that.